welcome to episode three of Finding Funnies with me, Steve Royal. And back again with a microphone facing my face on this episode, Jamie Sutherland. <laughs> Sounding very professional. Today we'll be talking to everyone's favourite ostrich jockey. An Bernie Clifton himself. An ostrich. Ostrich jockey. jockey. He is, isn't he? He's, he's the only one. It's a very niche niche. Well, I'll tell you what, we couldn't have got any more niche mm. than that. Absolutely. Star of Cracker Jack, of course. I bet you, I bet you don't remember him from Cracker Jack, do you? But you only know him from Last Laugh in Vegas. No, I remember him from Saturday night sort of variety TV yeah, in the, in the days le- of the 80s. Big legend. Uh, plus, I have a royal proclamation to make. Always look forward to that. A clothing forecast. Excellent. The Wait, usual... Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Clothing forecast with a new jingle. Oh, yeah, we've got a br- special thanks to... Can I just say a, a little divert, divert slightly here? A massive thank you to John Clayton, my old boss at BBC Radio Lancashire, not the one who let me go from that there station. And during the pandemic, you know, he saved my life because it was the only income I had in the whole pandemic. I know, I knew you, you, you had certain yeah. grants that you were eligible for, and Is I that, wasn't. And yeah. Anyway, without going into all that, he, he kept me on on three month stints and it kept me going and gave me Friday afternoons and it, it, brilliant. But then decided to take early retirement, didn't he? I'll go to. So he oh, he, he took God, early retirement, Steve, but just, in his retirement, can I just say, yeah, go on. This is a comedy show. You're bringing me down again. <laughs> Stick with the present. There's a light yes. story to it because yeah, but let's not look to. I'm going to do it. Thank you very much for making the jingle. Thank you very much for making the jingle. You see, he's got time now, and his hand is retired. We haven't got time. We've no, got we, we've got loads of other stuff to well because we've also got to do your acting class in as well. We've got your um, your as always fabulous acting class, and um, uh, we'll be. I dare say you'll be whinging about something. Um, not whinging about. Uh, well, there's 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 lots to whinge about. To be to be fair, mm. I mean, I, I've got to whinge about social distancing and people sort of. I I, I quite liked the uh, the two meter rule and the non handshake. Socially, you know, when people come in your space who shouldn't mm. be in your space, like if mm. you sat next to me, I'm not bothered. But other people coming in my space, right? Like strangers and what so basically what happened is you know you get like a load of new aftershave for christmas right really oh. like it and uh, one of them was called hugo boss blue quite a favorite actually so i was at the football last week i was in one of the lounges mm. and as we've got into this lounge um hospitality lounge this guy says can you show me where the uh, the press room is and i went, oh, it's just down there turn right mate and he went oh that anyway doesn't it smell nice in here I went, food's amazing, mate. Food is fantastic, great. And he went, no, it's not the food, it's the aftershave. Is it you? <laughs> and I went, what? And before I could say anything, he sniffed me neck. <laughs> he sniffed me neck, right? And he went, it is you. And I thought, how close in someone's space? And he went, it is you. What is it? You smell gorgeous. And I was like, froze. <laughs> you know what? I know exactly what you feel. Something about the neck as well. Because that's a real awkward position to be in because I don't care who zone. it is. We'll call it what? An erogenous zone. Erogenous. It's, it's your erogenous zone. Is that, that right? Erogenous. That's it. You know. <laughs> Did you really think it was erogenous? Well, I've only ever seen it written down. <laughs> anyway, your erogenous zone there. You see, whoever it is, if they lean in, if someone lent, if you, even if you, Jamie, as repulsed as I am by you, if you lent in and sniffed my neck, there'd be a little bit go, oh, little bits. Right. So there's a lot of emotions going on. 
in your in, in your head at the moment that he sniffed your neck. Sniffed like, my neck. It's not you nice. don't know whether to push him away aggressively or bring him in close no. and embrace the situation. Talk about aftershaves and stuff. Yeah. I, I've made a note. How weird is that? I was going to talk about buying perfume later oh. on in the show today. We might as well talk about it now because I, I find it one of the most awkward things to shop for. I genuinely, I, I don't know the difference. I can tell a difference between, you know, you said that's that one, that's that one. But I go, they're all designed to smell nice. But there's no bad perfume, is there? Oh, yeah. No, you see, you've got to, must have a better nose for it. I generally just go, yeah, that's all right. That's Do you know what I have a- noticed with you? And then we, we spent a lot of time in the van. Yeah. Like, you never wear aftershave, do you? You just smell neutral. Do you know, I? You just, have I got you a very... You're just there. <laughs> you know No, I do. I do. But I probably don't wear overpowering ones. Whereas I'm I, very conscious like, of... I've had friends in the past who just like... probably You only know, come in the room and you, you go, oh, he's here. Yeah, that's me. That's, that, but good stuff. Stuff that makes it, another man want to sniff me neck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually thought... I've written some ideas down for new perfumes. Is what I thought because my my point here is they'll say oh smell that oh yeah it's got a hint of lemon it's got a hint of this yeah. but if you ask anyone what's your favourite smell they very rarely give you the name of a perfume if you said what's your favourite smell they'll go oh wet million grass, to one wet grass what's million to one that's is that's that one is that of my favourite no I... no but that's an aftershave yeah well away from the aftershaves that's what I'm saying most people if you say what's your favourite smell they won't name an aftershave they'll name coffee in the morning bacon butties. So what I'm saying is, why don't they make people smell like that? Like a bacon butty. Et eau de bacon. Right? Perfume. <laughs> I've got some others. I've written some others. Down. Where, I said, uh, can I just say? Eau de wet grass. This better be very funny because you're on your own. Because <laughs> I'm not. I think if someone... If, if I smell of coffee, right? I mean, I don't mean coffee breath. That's, that's weird, isn't it, as well? When you think about it. Coffee's a beautiful smell, but as soon as you drank it, it's the most horrendous. So if your Janet came in smelling of wet grass... I'd go, oh, come here, love. Would you? Oof, come here. Take you back get, to your get a lot better I'll, I'll moor you. <laughs> I'll moor you over. She's going to go mad when she hears this. <laughs> Let me get my strimmer out. <laughs> anyway, the other idea I had, by yeah. the way, because one thing... And you mentioned about the guy leaning in on you. The other thing that annoys me is these, you know, when you go to the airport or with any soup, you know, any um, department store, yeah. and they come in with the spraying you. No, they're like, see, aren't they going straight in? I love it. Do you, you what you like? And you go, you like that. You so run out of, you run out of areas. Have you never done that? <laughs> that bit where? Well, you start mixing them up together, don't you? But yeah. I like to check them because then when I get on the plane, normally with Tui, then you have a look in the brochure, and then Tui always acts. They will always, uh, on the way home, just have oh, t- yeah. a special 20%, a further 20% off today. Just, yeah, but it's, the, always, but, it's always the really rubbish ones that no one's not, bought. It's not. It's not. 20% off all. But the, but the thing is, is because we work mm. abroad, so we sort of tend to go to Europe more than most in the summer, say, for yeah, example. Yeah. Then you hear the different excuses that the reason why there's a flash sale on. So there was what so like they'll go, you know, it's a bank holiday, we're gonna have a bank holiday twenty percent off. And then two weeks later we'll be on the same flight coming home and they'll go, In uh, breast one was a couple of years ago we went uh, to celebrate England getting into the uh, Euro <laughs> final. <laughs> they, we've decided to have twenty percent off. And I thought this is brilliant. Every week there's a so anyway, go on, tell me something funny about it. No, what I was gonna say was um when they come squirting you with all that stuff, you know, they're straight over to you. 
what I like to do is reenact the scene from Wizard of Oz where the witch gets the water on her. So they come over and they go, would you like to try something? And they hold my wrist out and then they spray it and I go, no, no, I'm melting. And then lie down on the floor. I'll tell you what else is awkward is when I get on a flight because usually I'm in the male section trying the, the men's perfumes. Yeah. There's a lot of you know, like unisex ones as well, aren't there now? But my wife, we're always in a rush at the airport. Never have time to try, sample them properly. So by the time I get on the flight, I've got like about six samples on me yeah. that I want my wife to smell. Because like I say, I haven't got a clue. I don't know which smells nice and I want her to be happy. So I go on the flight, I'm rolling up a sleeve, going, smell that one. And then I'm next to her in the seat and then I'll be, smell that one. Then you get to the awkward positions because you've run out of skin space. So you're like that with a leg, leg then. You let, you let, you've got your ankle, smell that one, love. And smell that one. What after shaves have you got at home? I've got at the moment. <laughs> oh no! I was hoping you wouldn't ask me this. I'm going to be brutally honest now, right? Yeah. The one that I had, and I don't even know what it was because it was a knockoff one. You know these fake oh, ones. God. The wife again. She bought it me last Christmas, and it's lasted me all year. That, right? But the one I've got at the moment. Have you got a box somewhere full of gifts that you've got given that you didn't want? No, I use them all. Oh well, we get, we got up. it. We're all all there, ready for them last minute. Oh, it's it's Samantha's birthday. Quick, grab the box and get something out of it. I've had for a, at least five years in there. I've had two tins of you know like little little packs. Yeah, and it's aftershave, or um, whatever aftershave balm or whatever, and a shower gel. I've had three packs, and one of them is called No Fear. Right, and that's not going on my face. Right, that's no fear. And the other one, no fear is not a good one. That I have to say, that's not. Even I can tell that that's not a good perfume. The other one though is, uh, oh, what's the? Is it not Magnum? What's the car that? Is it called Magnum? No, what's the? What's that car with a horse? Oh, Jaguar. No, no that's, a, that's, 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 that's a horse. A... <laughs> that's a Jaguar. <laughs> Oh, what's it uh, called? Stallion. I'm wearing it now. I'm wearing it now. You're I've wearing actually, nothing. Come here, lean in. No, lean I'm in not leaning in, you weirdo. Get face. off. Sniff me face. Get off. I can't remember what it's called. It'll come to me later on. Right. If you, if I, before we move on, if I was to actually... Mustang. We, Mustang. It's Mustang I've got. It's nothing. You're blank. It's, it's worn cheap off. is what it is. If you were to go uh, to an aftershave shop and mm. describe, do you know the different styles of aftershaves? I would always prefer, I think for me, I prefer an aqua. An aqua? I didn't even know that. They're all aqua. They're all water. They're all mostly no, water. No. If you notice a lot of them, like going back to many, many years, you dabbed off cool waters and. Oh, right. Oh, oh, right. It was oh. very light blue, very lighter scent. And uh, a bit more sort of seaside y. So you can have different scents for different times. I'd say what we'll do. Make a note of this on your laptop and I'll educate you. And there might be some other listeners out there. That would like me to try and find out some little bits of insta snippets of uh, useful information. I know they have things like sandalwood and then the, there's this oud. I see that on a lot of them at the moment. Do you mean oud. wood? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just sort of scraped off the sample bottle. <laughs> no, there's oud and bergamot. Right. Like, what? Anyway, moving swiftly on, shall okay. we? Right, move swiftly on. What what we do? Should we do the acting masterclass? Well, well, yes, we can. Before we introduce the guest, and I've got a great yes. introduction to the guest. Well, here's the thing, Steve. So we started off on the first one with a script. Mm. Last time I went because I think you've got to have a big range to be a successful actor. You do. Last time I went for an impression, uh, and this time I'm going to go for an accent. 
Uh, and I think what you fail to remember is that um, as bad as I am, I am getting mm. better um, because it's all coming back to me because I was taught by the best. All right. Did you know that? No, I've got who? Well, Stephen Graham. What, you? Oh, you went to school with Stephen Graham? No, I didn't Graham. go to school with him. He was in my class. Really? He was That's amazing. Stephen nice. Graham's very first ever, I would imagine, film production. So yeah. he's obviously done other things, maybe in drama. Yeah. I don't know the actual facts, but his actual video footage was a small murder five, six-minute video that we filmed at a place called Ormside in Appleby. Roughwood School and Kirby owned that property, and it was into two dormitories, uh, boys and girls. And because of the, the art class, part of art in them days was um, video and photography production. So there was myself, there was my brother, a lad called Kolininsky, and the murderer was Steve. Stephen Graham. That's amazing. And he was, have you got a copy of it anywhere? No, it's the most... Because it would have been about 1988. Yeah. 88, 89, possibly. So there must be one somewhere out there. that Our teacher was called Mr. Bagshaw from Southport. He's not a sort of person who appears a lot on talk shows either for this to pop up in background. You go, well, Stephen, we found this. I know, I wish uh, it was. It's got I mean? to be somewhere. It's got to be somewhere. So I've never seen him since we left school, so I couldn't say he was a friend. But yeah, there you go. And, but there's a case in point, though. You mentioned you have to be versatile to be an actor. There are a lot of actors who've made themselves famous by being the exactly same oh, character. Ray Winston, for example, and Stephen Graham a little bit. That Stephen Graham is Stephen Graham in... Do you know what I mean? Ray Winston is Ray Winston. Well, it's going to be Jamie Sutherland. Is in. Jamie Sutherland? So not only have I got an accent, I've got a phrase that I, that was used in this accent. All oh, right, I'm which I'm was I'm very confusing. Right. See if you can work it out. And I think that's why it's stuck with me ever since. I'll give you the backstory. Yeah, it was in a football dressing room. We were awful, getting slaughtered at half time, and the manager was Northern Irish. Oh, and this God. is what he had oh, to this, say. This could turn out offensive. <laughs> it's not. It's not. This so he slaughtered all the cancelled players. Cancelled episode three. He slaughtered all the players. All right, okay. And he gets to one player, and this is where I can repeat exactly what he said okay. in his accent, right? He goes... <laughs> <laughs> he goes... <laughs> he goes, if I was you and you were me, would you pick you? That was actually good. I think we should sample that. But I still... as a future jingle. But... We know what he meant, but nobody dared challenge whether it was the right way round. I'll do it I'm again. still trying to get my head round at what you're actually so saying. He points at the play and goes, if I was you and you were me, would you pick you? <laughs> it's very good, isn't it? Oh. Hey, hey, guess but what? He should have said, would you pick me? Guess what? What? That's right. Well done. Should we get My daughter did that to me yesterday. She caught me. It's something like the guess what? And I said, what? And she went, well done. Should we get a guest on? Yeah. Let's yes, get a guest on. on. All right. And then we'll talk afterwards because we are introducing, uh, this podcast is all about niches, people in, uh, you know, exclusive clubs in, in society and in life in general. And this guy is, well, the only, uh, uh, certainly the only ostrich jockey I know of. But we'll discuss after this about what animals you'd like to ride, Jamie. Okay. But not after we've, or rather after we've listened to the fabulous Bernie Clifton. Oh, this meeting's being recorded. Right. Ooh, hey, hey. Get yeah. serious is that, for, is that for blackmail purposes? Yeah, absolutely. Is. <laughs> Good to catch up with you, folks. And you, mate. And you. 
Right, should we, should we crack on then? Just got, do, a pro- right, do a proper introduction, Steve. Pleased well, to meet you then. Before we start, lovely to meet you, Bernie. We were just uh, having a bit of technical setup today, but great to have you on. My great, my great pleasure. As, the, as Matron said, anything that gets me out of bed before lunchtime is to be applauded. <laughs> I especially enjoyed the digital um, electronic message I got, reminder, that said... Uh, you will be called at point one five past the hour. I thought, why is Steve holding his nose? <laughs> For some reason, every time I phone you, I phone, every time I message you, it goes to your landline and it does that computer. Anyway, um, the reason we've got Bernie Clifton on this podcast is the idea behind the podcast is to interview people from niches or you know select groups in in society and i have to say i think this is probably the 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 nichest the nichestest the niches that's a that's a greek restaurant around the corner (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway there are very few ostrich jockeys Uh, do you actually know of any other ostrich jockeys other than yourself well, I have to admit, immediately, I have to make it clear, I'm now a retired ostrich jockey. Okay. Owing to the fact that uh, he developed a limp. A limp. <laughs> a limp everything. And it, the RSPCA said, if I were you, I'd put him out to grass because there's a lot of hunting goes on down here. There's a lot of, there's a lot of clay pigeon shooting. And at the moment, he's travelling a lot slower than a clay pigeon. So, so I've had to I've had to park him, you know, because uh, it's like um, the it's a speed thing, isn't it? I always think that um, when I was a lad, I was a big fan. My hero was Bobby Charlton, but I'd hate to see him play football now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Bernie, you know one of the banners behind it says "Last Laugh in Vegas." There, I I watched that show. It was brilliant, and I watched in. The guy that was sort of running or whose event it was looked really confused as to how this could possibly work. Yet when it happened and everyone laughed, and I don't even think he knew why he was laughing, but it is just a something that we'd all yeah, just laughed at. His name, his name uh, Frank Marino, yeah. who is a legend in uh, Las Vegas. He's had a show in uh, Las Vegas for like 20 years, you know. And they, they flew him home. When they got the idea together, they thought, what, what this show needs, it's like live in Las Vegas, there was me, there was Cannon and Ball and Jess Conrad and Mick Miller and, you know, like ten, Anita Harris, about 10 of us. And what we really need is a Las Vegas mentor. So they got hold of the Frank Marino and they flew him over. And I'm, this is true. We all met in Wigan. Really? <laughs> They picked, a, they picked a spot in the north where we could all rehearse and that was reasonably close to Manchester Airport. So we went into this, like, former mill in Wigan. It's like a big, big complex of rehearsal rooms. So we're all waiting, and they produced Frank Marino from Round the Curtain. And, and, and there was me and Tommy and Bobby and Mick Miller going, what, who, who, who is he? Like, you know, <laughs> no, no, we'd never heard of him. He looked like, he looked a bit like a... a, a Michael Jackson, but the guy is a legend in Las Vegas. And uh, we, we, when I came on to audition, if you like, for him on the ostrich, his assistant actually went to the camera. What the? <laughs> <laughs> and the and Marino said to me, "What the? 
what 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 does he do? What 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 is he do? What what? And he's got no faith at all. He he thought that by becoming our mentor, his whole reputation in Las Vegas would be would go down the pan and it'd be ruined. And he was he was almost suicidal. And yet on the night, we went out and and sort of nailed it. And he came back. He was in tears. He came back and apologized and said, "I'm really sorry for not trusting you because." I mean, with respect to him, he, he was a Vegas character, and what he what he was looking at was a a bunch of geriatric British performers. <laughs> but we've we've been around the block a few times, and we we kind of we know what we're doing, don't we? Well, I think that's the thing, isn't it? You've you've honed your skills over many many years. I mean, I don't want to stress the many many years there, but it's it, it's experience, and you, you know you you can't instantly just train like that, you know, in a couple of weeks at drama school. And it, well, it's many, it is many years. It's like, it's almost, it's, uh, I mean, the Queen's having a, a, a anniversary uh, this year, isn't she? The, the Platinum, 70 years. And it is actually almost 70 years since um, I went to the, um, I went to the uh, co-op, I was a teenager in St. Helens, and I went to the co-op dance. And the, the St. Helens Live, great singer with a band, was just leaving. I think he was doing, doing his national service, Brian Heaney. So I went to see the band leader, Bert Webb. I was quite drunk, actually. and said, I believe singers going in the army. Can I, can I have his job? And Bert Webb put his saxophone down and said, come back on Friday, 7 o'clock, sober. So I went, <laughs> I hadn't got a suit in those days, sports jacket and flannels. So I went to the uh, I went in the big wardrobe in my brother's bedroom, and found this smart suit. You've, you've heard of Armani, the designer. Well, this yeah. was our Danny's. So <laughs> <laughs> I turned up and I sang um, "Love Is a Many Splendid Thing" to a deserted ballroom, uh, and and Bert said, "Well, not bad." So he, he signed me up for the um, to be the boy singer at the court ballroom in St. Helens. I was 16. So I was, so, and that was on, I was on my way, you know, and it's, it's, it's nearly 70 years ago. So, and still, still getting away with it largely. And when did the, when did the ostrich make its appearance? Oh, wow. Years later. I mean, the ostrich was preceded by, um, I ended up after doing about 20 years on the clubs. Uh, Barney Colohan saw me in the Butter Variety Club in a big talent, a big clubland show, and he booked me to do the good old days. And at the time, I was just doing me, me patter, bit of singing and patter, singing patter. And um, Les Dawson was topping the bill, and it was um, it was ninety, it was nineteen seventy two. And Les said um, after the show, instead of ignoring me, Les being the diamond that he always was he, he kind of took me to one side and said listen he said you're not bad you're all right but you're just doing what another hundred comics are doing because at the time it was the comedians on television johnny hamps the comedians and everybody was doing the same gags you know the irish gags or whatever and he said you've got to find your own route he said you've got to plow he said very words where you've got to plow your own furrow so um I actually, and I said, well, I love working with props. I said, I love being around, messing around with props. He said, well, why don't you go out and become a prop comic? And I did, you know, from, I took Leslie's words to heart. And the following day, I passed a charity shop in Chesterfield. The following day, 
and in the window was a big hearth rug, lion skin. And I went, I went in the shop, how much is that? He said, well, everything's 50 pence. So I, got, so I, was, I was on my way, I got a lion skin, then I got some biscuit tins to dance in, and then I got... <laughs> As you do. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was drawing the raffle. I, I must have done well, because if you were a good turn in those days, they'd let you draw the raffle at the end of the night. No, and it was Ilkeston Town Supporters Club. And they said, oh, you're a good turn. Come and draw it, raffle. And they got the tickets in two big biscuit tins, you know, the big tins. So I drew the tickets out, you know, and I thought that's handy. So I jumped in the tins and started doing the Fandango. And I thought, that's interesting. <laughs> I, don't think James, I don't think, Jamie, have you ever seen Bernie live? Not See, me. I've done several, I've done two, I think, summer seasons with Bernie. And it is, it is like you said, the props and stuff. The, the, some of the things you've, you've used in the passage, it's just, it's ridiculous, but it's just beautiful. Just explain to Jamie about the, da, the well, the, the, the divan suite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, we did a summer season. We did a few gigs together. Me and uh, he managed to, Steve managed to, managed to fit us in on the North Pier. <laughs> he, was, he was doing seven venues a day. It was as well. I was doing Camelot during the day and then I go drive straight to the Blackpool Tower, do a short Blackpool Tower and then carry all my gear, including three giant beanbags that I juggle with at the time, down the North Pier to do the show. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That was, that was what, not my day job in the, on the head of you, like the Camelot that season. Yeah. We, used to, uh, we used to put the binoculars at the end of the North Pier. We said, yeah, he's just parking it. Here he comes. Big bags now. He's coming up the pier and the wind is against him. Will he make it? <laughs> the, guy was, the guy was a legend then. We thought, well, this is ridiculous. Then he, he told us he was probably going up then to do a, a midnight cabaret somewhere. <laughs> he's, uh, why, why, I'll, I'll just make him blush now, Jamie. I mean, in the business for many years, Steve is widely regarded as an absolute, you know, salt of the earth top dollar top top man and to see a little breakthrough he had a couple of years ago everybody loved the idea that after all the years steve i mean you even you were doing the warm-up on on cracker jack when we did the right revival two years ago yeah, cracker jack. yeah. Nobody, uh, no, when you suddenly turned up on the telly on saturday night apart from feeling very jealous i just thought at last about about time so so that some particular summer season I thought to myself, uh, what I really need in my act is an inflatable diving suit. So, so, I, so I rang up a guy, he, he had, a, bit, he had a, um, a place in Hull. I said, you know, I want to, you know those sausages, those inflatable sausages you made for me? Because I've got these giant inflatable. I said, can I have a giant diving suit? He said, how oh, big? I said, oh, bigger than that. So, so now I've got this inflatable diving suit, about 20 foot high. Wow. Enormous. It filled the stage, didn't it? it I, I couldn't get talking, it in my kitchen. Yeah, there must have been some venues it was just in, impossible to put it up. <laughs> I couldn't get it in my kitchen, and I didn't know what I was going to do with it. But apart from the fact I was going to say to somebody, congratulations, you've won tonight's star prize, you've won a divan suite. Oh, sorry, it's a diving suit. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's massive. It just bring it on, won't you? This huge. And that was and then, it. And, sorry, carry on. No, I was just going to say that was the gag. I've got no idea. So I thought, well, and then I used to take the stopper out and it would slowly deflate. And I was doing a corporate, I used to do, I used to take all my props and do these after dinner corporate things. 
down in Slough about six months later. And I brought the diving suit on, took the what's-her-name out and just laid it on the floor. And two drunken women got up and started to jump on it. And as they jumped on it, it kept kind of rearing up like this. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I was away. You know, that was like... Um, but the thing is, Steve, and I know you, if I hadn't have got it, it never would have happened. You've got to jump ahead of the curve and say, I'll get that, I'll buy that, and who knows what, who knows what might happen, you know. Yeah. Brilliant. Now they're going right back to the beginning. Oh, I'll tell you what, what a, a legend and a great guest. Lots of lovely stories there. He has, he has. He could go on for hours and hours. I've been looking up, by the way, other animals you can ride that oh, are exotic, like an ostrich, right? All right, so you've got, he's an ostrich, he's an ostrich jockey, yeah. Bernie ostrich jockey. Uh, you can ride water buffalo if you visit Vietnam. You can actually ride ostriches in South Africa. Camels in Egypt, obviously. Llamas are very popular to ride in the United States. And mm. yaks in China. But the best one's coming up. Elephants, obviously, in Thailand. This is my favourite. Ride a giant tortoise in Kenya. That'd take hours. I know. It was not the fastest. It's yeah, speed, isn't it? See your destination, wouldn't you? Now, we're here. We've got three hours. We brought in refreshments. Now, we're going to be going over there. Just 100 <laughs> metres. Just that's it. It's the finish line. That's a, that's a very relaxing trip, I'd imagine. Yeah. I didn't think that one through, really. Very bland. Very bland indeed. Is that all you came up with for that? No, no, I was going to ask you anyway. About you made what... notes for that. No, I made, I did make notes, but the notes are to do with oh. you, uh, you rather, and, you know, what would you ride? If you could ride any animal. Now, I want to be specific here. You you could be in proportion to the, to the size of the animal. You know, you could shrink. For example, personally, I'd love to ride on the back of a bee. I'd love to be on the back of a bee whizzing around. Yeah. You know, like you see them in film. Well, you know what films like? The Borrowers and stuff, and they do this kind of thing. And you go, oh, I'd love to do that. And I think I'd like to be, I think I'd rather be miniature than, you know, if you had a choice. Right, that's a good quick question. Yeah. Would you like to be made smaller or made bigger? Smaller. Definitely. Because I'm massive. <laughs> Just to see what no. it's like. To really... No, the thing is, I, I think I'd be in the same family as you, but I'd be the more annoying cousin. And I'd go for a wasp. Because I'd like to be the one that could go around like beer gardens and just for the fun of it. Right. There's always that one wasp that ruins any beer garden, isn't there? Nobody knows. And then it just bashes and, ba and you can get your. Um... Yeah, you just want to get inside. You, what you're talking more than just riding the animal, you're talking about getting in the psyche of the animal, aren't you? Being able no, to communicate. No. You could talk to the animals, it'd be a wasp and go, What are you doing? No, I'm riding him. Yeah. But I'm driving him. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I want to get his wings and go, him, and then go for the fella in the vest. Oh, I see. So you can pick out who... Targets. So all the people who tormented you throughout your life, you'd be that straight up there. Yeah. That guy that you delivered stuff to when you were delivering to Tesco's yeah. who wound you up, you'd be straight around his house constantly in the summer. Because I think a wasp is, is quite an annoying yeah. little thing in the garden when you're just trying to relax. If there's a wasp, you're not relaxing. Yeah. I, w I would like to get into the into the head of a wasp. I have to say, genuinely, just to find out what just what do they have, do they envy bees, for example? Do you they have they're... a point? Yeah, that's what I mean. What, what they, they must Eco look at bees wasp. going. Look at them collecting pollen, making honey. It's you just know, an angry bee. <laughs> but I'm sure there's a proper explanation for the yeah the purpose of wasp. Maybe somebody could educate us on that. Well, any other animal that you'd love to, you, you know, you could be. You know, maybe on the other extreme, 
Yeah. You know, the bigger animals that you'd like to ride. Have you been on an elephant? Have you ridden an elephant? Never ridden an elephant. I've been on a donkey in Blackpool. I did that with Bradley when he was a baby. All right. And I did that. And actually... They're quite... Not violent, but it's it's bumpy, isn't it? Very bumpy. Uh, I'm very uh, much down to the welfare of the donkeys these days. I thought it wasn't a thing that was still, you know, able to happen. Yeah. But the welfare, which they explain, is... Really, you know, it's it's so it is good. Right. It is good. They, they are well looked after in this day and age. Turning the conversation slightly, but I wouldn't what? do it again because I don't think the purpose of a donkey is to march me up and down the beach. Mm. No, no. So yeah. I felt a bit. I, know. There's, there's I did a, it. Santorini in Greece. Have you ever been there? There's a big cliff face, and they all walk on up this winding step all the way up. And you can either take the cable car or donkey and. People do the donkey, and you're just going, no, don't. It's hor- It's horrible. And I don't. Maybe it's. It is just. The heat doesn't help. The fact you've seen these donkeys, it flies over the face. They, 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 it looks horrible. I'm not a massive animal act, you know, rights activist, but it, even to me, it's disturbing. Do you know what I mean? Got a bit serious. Back oh yes, let's let's go back to the comedy. It, all right, if an animal could ride you, what would you? <laughs> hey, many have. No, remember the photo opportunities you get. Well, all this, all this. There's, well, let's see. With animals, so we you're talking about going on an animal. It's when if you've been on one of those holidays when an animal just gets thrust this on your, meant, yeah. around your neck. Yeah. So we, it was in Tenerife years ago, Costa Decky. Parrot. Which which going back to my um pronunciation, yeah. I remember getting out of the airport and you know, the very first time I've been, I, I think everyone does the same we're looking for Costa Dizzy. <laughs> okay. You thought it would be okay, but yeah, obviously right, you're yeah. But sat in the hotel and I could see what was coming. Mm. I could see what was coming. This like massive python. Oh, python! I was going to say parrot because I know they have a lot of parrots. Yeah, the, the pa- well, no, he's made of canaries, right? Can it, over to... the canary, parrots and the canaries. Why don't they have canaries in the canary? Anyway, we'll get back to that. And later. Um, straight away, Bosch straight on this pensioner's shoulder, this uh, python, and she mm. was loving it. I thought, no, 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 no. Mm. See what's coming here. Yeah. And then it was like um, ten euros, please. Yeah. And then obviously the poor one. I got no, mate, no, but. It, yeah, what have you seen? I've seen... I can't remember where it was. It might have even been Thailand. Monkey on a string. That's, again, a bit disturbing. You know, and it run up... And it used to... It run up to people because they had a, lo- a long string, enough so this monkey could run up to people, run up the back, climb on the back, and they go, ah, 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 and then the black ball could be straight over, taking a photograph again. It's all about making the money, innit? But, I mean, some people love it, but this monkey, honestly... It got more... It was more like a... It was more entertaining for people watching on. Than the people who were caught out by the monkey, do you know, you know what I mean? Been to Gibraltar with the monkeys. Oh yeah, they're oh they're they're, they're, they're vicious little things, aren't they? They are. Oh, I walked all the way up the side. I was on a cruise and I was on my own as well, and I walked all the way up. I was like, actually, as I recall, I think I walked for hours in the wrong direction and never saw a baboon for ages. And eventually, Barbary apes, aren't they? The Barbary apes. Is that what they are? Exact title. For it's them, the people yeah. who are overly confident, thinking, "Yeah, yeah. won't get me." And yeah. Thinking, oh, uh, they're getting you, mate. All the bags, they're off. everything. Yeah. Nasty things. Nasty things. Anyway, yeah. uh, I have a royal proclamation. I've got a jingle for this. Oh, well, brilliant! Is it a jingle is or, it, or is it an uh, introduction? Well, it should be a fanfare. It's a royal know. proclamation. We'll, we'll soon see. I think it will. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit like we're welcoming Shrek to the courtyard. Well, I am your Shrek right now. A gift voucher will last up until the day before you remember to use it. 
Sorry, I just it's something that's really wound me up this week. That is, I threw away so many gift vouchers because they're out of date this week. Really? But usually, I turn up in a place, I remember the gift voucher, grab it out of the special cupboard that we've got in the hall where we put the gift vouchers, and uh, I grab it, go to yeah. the place. It ran out the day before. Oh no way! Nearly every time, every single time. Where so was all it for? I'm saying, all I'm saying, uh, that one was for the, the uh, go outdoors. Do you know the Go Outdoors shop? I do. Yeah. There's a, which was ironic because I kept getting emails from them because I'm on their mailing list all through lockdown. <laughs> I thought I, they've well, got I've a tough got sell, haven't they? Interesting... Go Outdoors. We can't. We're stuck in. Yeah. What they had a tough sell. name. Yeah. In, for, for, during a pandemic, in without lockdown. a doubt. My yeah. mate once bought, I went with my mate Tommy to uh, Go Outdoors once. He was buying some stuff and he was getting to walking and climbing and all that and he bought at the end days they sold DVDs on a little sort of thing and he bought uh, volume one right mm. uh, of rock cli- of climbing you know yeah, that yeah. There. and I said oh, I think you should get this isn't a joke by the way I generally <laughs> said to him you need to get volume two yeah. as well you can't just buy volume one and he said well just get no the first one I went yeah but volume one's going to leave you at the top of the mountain you oh, need to know how to get to down get back down again so, <laughs> you can't just get volume one of climbing you need volume two absolutely good point good point that's reminded me what we'll talk about next time what we'll talk about things that you've got at home even when you saying dvds yeah. i've got a lot of dvds i noticed the other day wrapped up that i've never opened at home Can dvds were going oh i'll watch that one day and i never have and i want to know what you got so over the next few days i want you to scout around your house and find what you've got that you've never used in your house right don't even have a dvd player anymore i'd have to play it via the uh, the the method of bradley's xbox oh yeah. really i do remember when bradley was getting rid of a lot of old stuff that's bradley's my son by the way he's only a young boy and he, he went to um cex you know the trade shop yeah trade and buy shop oh you know, yes yes games yeah. And yeah, 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 and yeah 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 and he took a lot i said take a load of dvds and you might be able to get a game sort of thing and he got and when you go in you go 30p 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 that's the standard oh, you give. okay yeah uh, yeah and yeah. then he went no 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 to some of them and then he picked one yeah right i mean his nephew had, had made him a dvd a fake yeah he went that's fake and put that aside right yeah and then he got to uh, a Paddy McGuinness stand-up show, and he went, no. And I went, that's not fake. And he went, no, there's just no value. No. <laughs> Would he even give 30p? Oh, my word. Not even in a not even in a basket on the outside of the shop. Just went in the For no people pile. to help themselves to and leg it. But Funny. Who are we? Anyway, we'll discuss that next time. In okay. the meantime, I think we've come to the, the end of episode three of what? Finding Funnies. We can only end when people know what to wear. For the rest of the week. Well, give them a jingle. Give them the jingle. Our new jingle. Thanks to John Clayton. There you go. Waterproofs will dominate with outbreaks of Gore-Tex and Macintosh spreading from the west. Generally woolens by night, albeit lighter weight than recently. Arons should give way to mohair and cashmere by the weekend. However, anoraks will remain for a time with perhaps a few isolated gilets or body warmers for the more traditionally minded. Saturday, any lingering lingerie will soon move away by morning to be replaced by practical cottons and fleece. There will be some kinky intervals, but also... A few scattered thermals. Shoe state, boot to Wellington tights, highs of 450 denier, underwear, whoa to wear hey, and that's your clothing. 
And that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. Thank Leave you. a review. Leave a star. Do what you do. Tell your mates. See you soon.